Sorry for the late start. I had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we are here. We are live. We are moving and we are grooving on a beautiful Saturday morning here in the Ville. Rashawn Myers, Wake Up 502 here, joined as always by host Haven Harrington. And uh, Haven, <clears throat> while it was a lovely day for Louisville men's basketball and some of the news that they've gotten this week, it was definitely not a lovely day for my basketball bracket. I might as well just use it as confetti and just they can just sprinkle it from the top of whoever wins the championship. I think they just take all the brackets and they should use that for the confetti every year. I'm very sad about that. Yeah, that's because, yeah, you don't understand, yeah, that macho madness, yeah, is running wild, yeah, over the country, yeah. Macho madness, yeah, ran all over Purdue last night, yeah, ran all over Arizona, yeah. You can't stop the madness. Yeah. I hate the madness. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. That was very nice. Was they very dropped nice. the, uh, he came in and dropped the elbow off the top rope oh. and ended it all. I mean, Purdue fans. I'm just going to say this, man. Like, that's the worst 16 1 loss ever. I feel that, well, there's only been two of them. So you only had two to choose from. So, <laughs> well, this is the worst of the two. Yes, I I totally agree with that. I you got feel... beat by a team that wasn't supposed to be in a tournament at all. Oh, gosh. They they literally lucked in. They got we... beat by a consolation prize. Yes. <laughs> like, it's not the dude that wins the. It's not like Price is Right with, with the person that actually won the showcase. It's like the other one. They always give them something. It's like they they send them home with like the uh, the, the, ga- the board the game version of yeah. of the Price is Right. 
<laughs> we'll send you home with this. Yes, that's who they got beat by. I feel so bad for Purdue fans, man. Like, that had to be like living in the seventh circle of hell watching that game. Like, just to be so close and yet you have no chance of winning. It's kind of like being in one of those Freddy's nightmares where you're running down the hall or trying to run, run away from him and get up the steps and the steps turn into, like, oatmeal. <laughs> and, like, he's just walking, but you can't get away. And you're just trying to run up the stairs and get away. That's what I felt Purdue fans had to feel like last night. I mean, you know, like, from watching a game, like, you never really thought Purdue was ever going to win the game. Ugh. Like, it's like you was watching the game. It's like they would get close, sometimes even tie the game, and then immediately be down again. And it, and it was like they could never just get over the hump. Like they would get close. They would get like right there to a precipice. Like they get one more stop and we can score once. We can turn the tide. And the tide never turned. Oh. And it's like you just never felt comfortable. Like watching that game, like you really never felt comfortable that Purdue was going to win. I mean, and and the part with the and that's the thing about it. It was always just like it was always a one possession game. The, I know the last eight minutes of that game, that the the spread between the two teams was no more than a one to three points the whole time, and yet Purdue could never. They could just never get over the hump. Like that had to be a, like I would have lost. Uh, probably a couple of years off my life. If that was Louisville in that position as a one seed and just watching this team that I know my team is better than and they just flounder and they're right there and they can just never – like Purdue li- literally just needed two or three stops in a row to chain together two or three stops with two or three baskets. And if that would have happened at any point during the last ten minutes of the game, Purdue probably wins the game if they could put together three stops and three successful offensive possessions. That's all they needed and couldn't get it. Like, it, it just, ooh. Like, this NCAA tournament, I know they always talk about the madness and they always talk about just the, you know, you never know what's going to happen in the tournament. This tournament here has been a monster so far. And, and looking at the matchups coming up today, uh, I expect this is going to be more of the same. Of course, you had Arizona get knocked out day one. That was kind of one that was a big-time shock. I think that was only the fourth uh, the fourth or fifth two over 15, but it's also been the third in uh, the last three years, which is amazing that a two has lost to a 15 seed each of the last three tournaments. Uh, but, you know, you have that going on the first day. You have Virginia inexplicably lose with Kihei Clark just throwing the ball up for grabs. <laughs> when you have a timeout in your pocket and they just throw the ball away and end up losing that game. Like that, that there's been some unbelievable finishes. There's been some unbelievable games. Not all the games have been the most well played, but the drama has been Oh, the drama's real. Oh man. Just so many, so many close games, so many buzzer beaters. That's gonna continue. Uh, on today, uh, you know, you have many more games uh, getting rolling. You have uh, the uh, to get the day started. Uh, Furman and San Diego State. Um, I, I think that's going to be a very good team. Uh, you know, the Furman team, uh, you know, that, that gets that big time win. Now they have a chance to back it up with another win uh, over uh, San Diego State. And, and honestly, uh, after Furman knocks off uh, UVA, I don't know why they couldn't go out there and beat the Aztecs as well. I mean, so you have that one. But the biggie is going to be the second game of the day, Duke-Tennessee. 
Uh, cannot wait to see what happens with that matchup. Duke seems to be maybe they could be turning into the favorites to win it all right now, Haven Harrington. Even though they're a five seed, a team that came into the season uh, with top five hype, number one recruiting class, all of the uh, the accolades, they they struggled mightily all year, never ha- really could get it together. They're finally starting to play uh, a lot the way the people expected them to. And I tell you what, man, Duke made – Duke, if they come out there and they'd like dog walk Tennessee today. It's real. Yeah. It's I, on. Like John Shire may, may have what he needs to steal him a, a championship in his first year. And I would hate to see it, but <laughs> right now, like that, the, there's nobody that I've seen that's just necessarily playing so well that I don't think not even Alabama. Like, I, I, well, Alabama's the, the one. Like that, they're they're the one team um, that just seems to be like Houston's banged up. That the two of their best players, Shed and Sasser, are both injured and hobbled. So you know they're not necessarily playing their best basketball. But other than that, like I fully expect, uh, even though Kansas is a one seed, I think Arkansas. Even though they got 13 losses on the year, I think Arkansas is going to give Kansas everything they want today. You know, I, I think there's just there's going to be a lot of parity uh, over these next several games. I think Penn State's going to give Texas a game today. You know, even though I think Texas is playing pretty good basketball right now, um, you know that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I mean, there's just there's this is going to be a great second round this year. I think there's going to be a lot of very highly competitive games. I don't expect to see a lot of upsets. Uh, but on to the business of you know, the biggest local interest uh, besides the fact that you know. Are you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey. Indiana won. They ball. What are you talking about? Indiana won. You know. They, they, they got it done. I, I'll, you know, I, I will say that. The Hoosiers, the Hoosiers got it done. They beat Kent, Kent State. You know. So there's that. I mean, I'm Come on, not, man. No, I'm not no, 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 no. Stop <laughs> hating on IU. Stop me. Look, that was a good win. They played well. Why are you hating on IU? Huh? I mean, I mean, this is a team that beat Purdue in a regular season. They beat their rival. I just I and now they're going to the second round of the tournament where the rival bowed out to the worst team ever in the history of of the tournament. Come on now. I mean, I you know, it's it's you're right. The, the Indiana made the second round. Mike Woodson got them there. They're going to play Miami. I, I mean, a, a Miami team that looked very suspect I yesterday. Mean, yeah, I mean, Miami is a team that I thought, you know, would come out of that little pod there. I thought they would be the the, the team. I thought they would beat Indiana. I thought both the, you know, Miami and Indiana is definitely the matchup I thought it would be in the second round. Um, but I did think that Miami, after looking kind of shaky in that first round matchup, I'm not as confident. Dude, of the they look. It wasn't for like that free throw uh, disparity between them and Drake. They would have lost that game. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think Miami had like like twenty seven free throws and Drake had like ten or eight or something crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, I, I it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. I, you know, the the, the day two games, uh, you know, the Sunday matchups. Sunday is definitely the the less sexy of the two days. I think you you know, of course, have Kentucky, Kansas State, which is gonna be kind of the headliner. Um, you know, and then Marquette and Michigan State, I think, will be pretty good. But most of these games are kind of like yawn worthy. Okay, like all the okay, good stop. games are today. Okay, look. Okay, look. All the, yes, question. Sir. Yes. After watching the first couple of days of a March Madness of yes. the madness, are you switching your pick to IU over Miami? <sighs> no, I'm still. I. I still, are you sure? Because Miami looked 
I mean, they looked really horrible against Drake. Yeah, they they did not bring their best basketball. But you know what? That's the whole point about the tournament, right? It's about surviving advance, even if a team looks bad. You know, I mean, Louisville, when they won that, you know, when they uh, ended up winning the national championship, you know, that first game versus uh, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, they were sleepwalking, you know, and and it took them to kind of get going before they, they started going. No, no, excuse me. That that was the Louisiana Lafayette year. That was the final four year. But the, the final four year with uh, uh, with Garcia and Dean, uh, they that first game, they almost lost to L.A. Lafayette. They just couldn't shake it off. And it took until like the last five minutes before they finally got together, and that team ended up going to the Final Four. So you know, it, you have sometimes you have to win ugly in the tournament. So that's why I never prognosticate that one game is going to mean you know anything but, for the but second game. But do you think a bad SC, bad ACC has ill prepared the Hurricanes for what's coming? From the Hoosiers. Uh, not really. I mean, because Indiana's been up and down all year, too. It's not like Indiana's been world beaters. they got 11 losses. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> they're, they're okay. But this, uh, this, is like the, this is like the okay NCAA tournament. Like, I don't know how many of these teams are really good. And Purdue just proved that. It's like everybody's just all right. Like, outside of Alabama and Duke right now, I don't trust anybody. Because, like, if I'm not mistaken, like, in your bracket, like, didn't you have Purdue like going to the, almost the Final Four? Yeah, no, I did have Purdue in, Purdue in the Final Four. I did. I, I I had a choice to make between the team that was playing the best right now, which was Duke, which I have Duke in the Final Four, or excuse me, in the Elite Eight playing Purdue, and it came to a coin flip. Like I wanted to to pick Duke, but I just wanted to think that surely at some point Matt Painter's going to get over the hump, and I thought you know this is the year he's going to get over the hump, and that was just foolishness on my part. I use my my despi- you know my despisement of Duke. I use as an excuse not to pick Duke in that game, and I pick Purdue. And now I've, I'm paying for it on my bracket. I only do one bracket. I just do that that one single bracket and just let that kind of speak for me for the tournament. And yeah, <laughs> there we go. So yeah, Arizona was I had in the Elite Eight. Uh, Virginia I had in the Sweet Sixteen. Purdue I had in the Final Four. So all three of those teams just killed me. Mm. I know. Look, texts are coming in. Look, they laughing at me. Hey, like <laughs> texter says, why on earth would you put Purdue in the Final Four? I know. I know. I fell for the banana in the tailpipe once again, y'all. I'm sorry. If you want to get involved, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line, by the way. If you want to get involved in sharing my misery. <laughs> um, yeah, and Kevin texts in as well. He says, ACC is doing his thing, Pittsburgh Panthers. And I will take props for this because the Pittsburgh Panthers came in as an 11 seed Embalmed. in the first four. And I picked them not only to win in the first four, but I thought they would make it to the Sweet 16. So coming up today with Pittsburgh taking on Xavier, I feel really good about my Pittsburgh Panthers in the Sweet 16 from out of the first four. So I will, you know, where there have been some losses, at least Pittsburgh can kind of make me feel better <laughs> if, if they can get it done today. But, I mean, that's the, that's the craziness of the tournament, right? Like, that's, that's the whole thing. You just never know what's going to happen. Like, there's just twists and turns and plot twists and, you know, uh, just all of it. Oh, and by the way, y'all, I do want to let you know that um, today is going to be an abbreviated version of the show. Um, we will be preempted by uh, Indiana High School Basketball uh, around 10.30, 10.40. 
Uh, so we're going to sign off the air right around 1035. So if you want to get involved, if you want to give a call, if you want to get your text in, uh, just make sure you get them in early uh, because we will be hopping out of here uh, in another hour and five minutes or so. Um, so just to let, let, let you all know, that's just a little programming note. Uh, but as we get into it in earnest, Haven Harrington, uh, you know, we, we definitely had to chit chat about the the uh, tournament and we may get into that more. I know you got some questions for me and uh, NFL. We'll get into that in the second hour or second half hour, or however you want to call it. <laughs> the second, uh, you know, after the top of the hour. How about that? After the 10 o'clock hour. There you go. <laughs> but um, big news for the University of Louisville. Louisville men's basketball program, absolutely humongous week for Kenny Payne and the Cardinal basketball program. The Payne train is back on the tracks. Monday. We finally left East Palestine, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Put the train back on the tracks. A little Thomas and a little engine could is moving up the hill. And it started with the big-time announcement on Monday. Dennis Evans, the five-star center, decommitment from the, uh, Minnesota, Came in for his visit last weekend, made it official on Monday, committed to the Cardinals. Everybody was super excited about that. Shortly after that announcement, it was announced that Sky Clark, the former number one point guard in the 2022 class, former UK commitment, uh, left and transferred away from Illinois into the transfer portal, made the announcement that not only was he entering the portal, but that he was going to take a visit to Louisville on Tuesday. Sky Clark made that visit on Tuesday, stayed through Wednesday, seemed to have a great time. There was a little bit of unrest inside the fan base as news started to cut, trickle out from KSR, Matt Jones, and those types of folks saying, hold up, not so fast. Everybody thinks that Sky Clark is heading to Louisville, but I've heard that Arkansas is the leader. So people got a little nervous. Well, Sky Clark put it to rest on Thursday evening, made the announcement. He, in fact, was committing to the University of Louisville and Kenny Payne. So that means two five-stars committed within three days of one another. First on Monday, then on Thursday. And then, of course, we all knew about the big announcement that Trenton Flowers was going to select uh, him and make his commitment, uh, making choices between Louisville, Creighton, Arkansas, Alabama, North Carolina, and, K and Kansas. Okay, a veritable who's who of recruiting powerhouses. Trenton Flowers made his commitment yesterday. I was sitting in for Mike Rutherford on the Mike Rutherford Show. We took that announcement live on the air and played that. Trenton Flowers announced he is committing to the University of Louisville, and he also made the big-time announcement that he is reclassifying to 2023 and will be joining Louisville this fall. So three five-star commitments in five days for Kenny Payne is basically what happened there. And Kenny Payne and this Louisville men's basketball pro program got a big-time infusion of energy and hope. And we talked about it last Saturday, and we said that, this, that the ball was now in Kenny Payne's court. He needed to create his own juice and his own energy around this program to get people excited and get people on board. We know that there were the, there's the, the sleeper cell of crazies that, you know, regardless Stop of anything. Stop that. Okay, look, look. The sleeper self crazies that, that just always Stop. want to talk about how Stop. great Kenny Payne is. Stop but calling for everybody them the, else. Stop calling them the sleeper cells. They're not the sleeper cells of crazy. They are. These No, they're not. They're yeah. not. Your dad is not crazy. No, not my dad. My dad is not one of those people. You know the crazies I'm talking about. <laughs> the crazies are the ones that <laughs> I mean, once you attack me on Twitter, to appropriate those? 
Louisville and say that unless you believed in Kenny the whole time and said it was going to be great, you can no longer be a Louisville fan. Those are the, that's the sleeper cell of crazy, okay, the extremist group. Okay, everybody who just is a good dyed in the wool Louisville fan that just says it's it's gonna be okay, you know it's they're gonna get it together. That's the group that my dad's in. Okay, but I'm talking about the extremists that have said no. If you said anything negative about Kenny Payne, you hate him. You hate black people. uh, You know, hate U of L. You're a Tom. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You're you're this. You're that. Like those people, the extremists. Um, besides them, okay. The, the, the Louisville fans that just, you know, had fr- normal frustrations with the fact that Louisville was awful this year, okay, and, and the folks that just want to see better, um, they have something to hope for now, okay? We know that the extremists always just – they're going to let you know that they always knew it was going to be okay and that Kenny Payne's going to win 75 games next year. And if, and if four wins were okay. Yeah, <laughs> and then four wins was okay because Kenny Payne said it was going to be bad, so th- there was no way that Louisville could win more than four games. So outside of those crazy people that are completely wrong, by the way, um, everybody else can just get excited, and that's great. That's awesome. I am super, super excited about that, you know, but this is just a first step. I am very, very happy Trenton Flowers is the type of dynamic ball handling forward that Kenny Payne is looking for, a guy who's got that 6'7", 6'8", frame, but can handle the ball like a guard, can play make for, for others and get into the lane and, and be a, you know have great vision and pass the ball. He can actually do what he was trying to do with Jalen Withers last year, what he was trying to do with J.J. Trainer. Trent Flowers has that type of ability. You know, you have Sky Clark, a guy who has star potential, that has star ability. He brings swag to the program. He can do that. Okay, you have Dennis Evans, the best shot blocker in the 2023 class. So he has some nice pieces. But don't get it twisted. This is just the first step. Louisville is still in the same position right now that they were in last year in terms of their roster. They still have an imbalanced roster. They still have a roster that's full of forwards. And one guard. And I say one guard because at this point, we don't know what L. Ellis is going to do. The prevailing thought is that L. Ellis is likely to just start his pro journey. Okay. It doesn't seem like necessarily the winds are blowing for him to come back. Now, I will say that if L. Ellis does decide to come back, that changes the math for Louisville greatly. Because if you can have a Sky Clark L. Ellis backcourt, while they may be a little wild and a little turnover happy and a little bit too aggressive, you have one of the most dynamic backcourts in the ACC next year immediately. Um, wow. So I, I think that definitely changes the math, but that remains to be seen if L. Ellis is going to make a decision. I mean, don't forget, he's already been in college for four years, and you can only make back that – you can't really make back money that you lose for every year that you stay in college. Um, so, you know, he's got a decision to make on, on his future – but this is a great first step. But Louisville has to finish the job. Like, I've had a lot of people on Twitter uh, getting with me. Uh, that's, of course, at Rashawn, R-A-A-S-H-A-A-N. A lot of people have getting me saying, now do you believe, Rashawn? Now do you believe in Kenny Payne? Now do you have the hope? Do you see the light? Have you come out from the darkness? And I'm going to give you a flat no. No, I don't believe. No, I don't think that everything is just magically okay. I give credit where credit's due. Excellent job getting these guys in. I am super excited for Dennis Evans. I'm super excited for Sky Clark. I am over the moon for Trenton Flowers. I think he's going to be Louisville's first one-and-done prospect, or at least he's going to have the potential to be. 
However, but comma. <laughs> a, you still have two jobs to start. First of all, you got to finish out the roster. Louisville's going to have to add, especially if L. Ellis goes pro, you're going to have to bring in at least three additional guards. And I'm not counting Karan Davis, the mystery Juco that plays in some California Juco that literally did not have any basketball scouting profile anywhere until 247 Sports did him a solid and finally put him in there and gave him a page. Okay, I'm not counting that dude. Yes, he's 6'7", apparently, and he's considered a guard, and I am holding up the quotation mark. <laughs> but I'm not – I don't – that dude is a complete mystery, okay? And we saw what mystery recruit Fabio Basile did for Louisville, <laughs> which was mostly nothing. So <laughs> I'm not counting that guy. Louisville needs to go out there if it is – if – um. If L does decide to leave and Jalen Withers decides to go ahead and move on, which I expect both of those things to happy, uh, to, to happen, um, I feel like you got to find three more guards, both for the team and for the depth purposes to have enough ball handling on the roster, but then also for practice. You cannot have this year Louisville going into this offseason where these guys are going to be in the gym sweating and getting it in, and you are playing against walk-ons, grad assistants, grad assistants trainers, you know, kids from the sack. They need to have four scholarship guards so you can have two guys on each of those teams going out there and just going out there and just trying to kill each other on a day-in, day-out basis. You need that. And he needs to get a couple of grown men in here. You know, we talked about yesterday a couple of the names that are out there. Sean Conway, uh, a uh, 6'5 guard from VMI. Uh, you know, we talked about Charles Pride, a 6'4 combo guard from Bryant, uh, you know, as a couple of the possible names. Uh, like don't, don't forget Davion from – Davion uh, McKnight. From uh, WKU. From WKU, point guard. Like, Louisville needs to go get a few of them guys, some grown men – that have been around the block, that know what it takes to be successful in college basketball, and they can go in there and chew on them freshmen and chew on those young guys. That right there is what, it gets you, you know, what gets you better. When you talk about the battles that they used to have at Crawford Gymnasium back in the day, and they talk about how them boys would be in there and they would be going at it. You would have current Cardinals, previous year's Cardinals, everybody in there, just sweating in that, you know, sweat box at Crawford Gym. No, no AC, no nothing. You ever been to Crawford Gym when it, when yes. it was still open? Okay. Yeah. Have you, have you played ball in Crawford Gym? No. I've really? Not. No. You've never played ball in historic Crawford Gym? No. Never have. I have. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. When I was on campus. It, I mean, it, it just, you know. I went down there with Tick Rogers and all those guys and Alvin Sims. Like, let, let, let's do this. Yeah. Let's run it. Yeah, no, I, I never had the pleasure. Mm, you know you what know? you're missing. Oh, I know. I mean, that 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 place like there for me was like that was like a magical because <laughs> it really was for like a former cars. Like Mecca. you get, you start playing pickup games and yeah, you yeah you see some guys come come out of nowhere and be like, oh god, I'm about I, to get dunked on again. Yeah, I mean, but like <laughs> that, that's what it was. Like when you talk about, I hate using the the crackthorpeism, but when you talk about iron sharpening iron, that's literally what was happening there. 
you know, is that you had good on good and great on great, and you went out there and you played. Last year, Louisville had L. Ellis going up against Fabio Basile in practice. Hersey Miller matching up against Mike Zan James. Payne. Like, Zan Payne going out there and trying to D up against, uh, you know, Kamari Lands. Like, you just <laughs> – there's a little bit of a difference in the skill level and ability level of these guys. Just a little and bit. None of them could guard. None of them could defend, and that's including L. Ellis. So, like, Louisville needs to go out there and get a few grown men It's because I believe you are not going to have a team that is well-prepared for the year if you have them going out there and playing against cupcakes all year. I think that that greatly put Louisville behind the eight ball, and then they get out live-fire bullets to start the year, and they're not ready for it. Like, Lenore Ryan – Gave them better defensive snapshot than anything they got during the offseason. Ended up losing that game. Like, so, so, I mean, I think it's going to be paramount. That's going to be KP's first job. Great job getting the star power. You don't need any more star power. Now it's about going out there, rounding out the roster with adults. Oh, you know, you can always use more star power. Oh, I mean, if you could get A.J. Johnson to decommit from Texas now that Chris Beard's gone and come to Louisville, you do it. I mean, so, like, if there was, like, a – Somebody who just comes out of nowhere, some five-star player that just decides, hey, I want to be a part of DJ Wagner just says, you know what? Me and Robert Dillingham can't get together. We're both point guards. We can't share the ball at UK. I want to open it back up. KP, I'm coming your way. Like, if that happens and that just falls into your lap, absolutely. Like, I mean, I'm not dismissing that. But outside of the unlikely (laughs) event that that happens, I think now you go out there and you fill out your roster with elite or, you know, elite role guys. Experienced. Experienced role guys. And that's what you do to fill that out. And if you can do that, I think you're in a good spot. You know, but, I, but, but you know, I, I think that's where Louisville's at. When I get back, I know I already see the text coming in, y'all. I know y'all getting on me already. And that's fine. I'm here for all of it. If you want to get in next, give me a text, 502-414-1450, Thornton's text line. I would love to hear from you. If you want to give me a call, 502-384-1450 as well. Uh, You are listening to Wake Up 502 at Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, and we'll be back on the Big X. When someone else instead of me always seems to know the way and I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be A Welcome back in. Welcome back in to Wake Up 502. Wake up. You heard what Bone said. Wake up, man. It's Saturday morning. It's going down here on NCAA Tournament. Round two, day one. 
It's happening here uh Big X Sports Radio. We take take care of you. The texts are coming in hot and heavy. If you want to get involved, 502-414-1450. Uh, it's the Thorns text line. Go make sure you check out any of the 62,384 local Thornton's locations for the best in gas, the best in grub, the best in freezies, the best in frosties, and everything else. They got everything at Thornton's. Check them out. But uh, appreciate those guys. Of course, if you all get, want to give us a call, 502-384-1450 is the Wake Up 502 buzz line. As well, uh, we are going to go through uh, straight to the text line because I feel like I'm ruffling some feathers out there, Haven Harrington. I told you, man. Stop <laughs> talking about the crazy. Te- <laughs> That's on you, bro. That's te- on me. <laughs> the texter says, Myers, there you go already with this passive-aggressive shade. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is not passive-aggressive shade. Understand this, okay? Let, let, let's just let's just let's just clear out all of the, you know, niceties, okay? Kenny Payne was horrible last year. He failed at everything. He failed recruiting. He failed in preparation. He failed on the court, spectacularly, I might add. Okay. But we understood this. Haven, we have been talking about since, you know, December that understand that Kenny Payne's likely not going to get fired. Okay? Only way he's leaving is if he doesn't want to be here. But what we said was this. You could not do again next year what's happening currently this year. Okay? Kenny Payne came in with the reputation as a recruiter. The one thing that was said about him when he got the job and the one thing that was said about him, even by people that maybe didn't have him as the first choice, was, well, heck, at least if we get Kenny Payne, you're going to get guys. You're going to get players. That was the whole contractual agreement, right? Was maybe he doesn't have the coaching ability. Maybe he has to learn on the job. Maybe there's going to have to be an opportunity to figure it out. But the one thing we know is he's going to get the guys. And he got him. Uh, last year, he had failed at that. Now this year? But last year, he had the cloud. Last year, he didn't want to play the, play the NIL game. He didn't get players because he didn't want to give out them bags. He had the cloud. Now, cloud didn't have a damn thing to do with him not cloud. getting players. He didn't give out the bag. He that's had the why cloud he because he said he had the cloud. Okay, well, that's fine. Everybody, the, 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 you know, I can tell you it's raining outside, but guess what? It ain't rain. It's cloudy. Yeah. See? The cloud. No. Okay, he didn't didn't want to give out the bag last year. He wanted to to, to talk down NIL. He wanted to vilify anybody that wanted to talk about NIL. That's why he didn't get players last year. Okay, so we said he had to learn from his mistakes. I feel like he's learned from his mistakes. He came out there and gave a very, I don't want to say passionate NIL, pro NIL video, but he put it out there. It looked more like a hostage video, but he did it. He did what he had to do to talk about he believes in NIL and he believes in the opportunity for the players and he wants his kids to be able to maximize it. He quit disparaging NIL and acting like it was a curse word, okay, and he embraced it, which is what he needed to do. And I feel like that stance has greatly improved Louisville's ability to go out there and flex their muscles. The one thing that we have found out about NIL is that their – excuse me, uh, found out about UofL is that their NIL program is legit. Case in point, look at what they were able to do in football recruiting. They got into doorways in football that they've never gotten into it. And they did it with Scott Satterfield, the most boring dude in the world. 
So when you can do that and you can get a Pierce Clarkson and you can get a Madden Sanker and a Reuben Owens and a DeAndre Moore and you get all those dudes to commit to Satterfield, oh, your NIL is good. Your NIL is very good. But then on top of that, you add a guy like Kenny Payne, a dude that kids love. You add Nolan Smith, another guy that people love, great relationship guys. You add somebody like Danny Manning who has a reputation, and you give them that NIL uh, backing, now stop. you can go time, out time there out, and get out, a Trenton Flowers. What kind of reputation does Danny Manning have? I mean, he has he's one of the greatest 10 basketball players to ever play college basketball. Okay. You know, so he has that reputation. I thought you were referring to his, his coaching reputation. No, no, none of these dudes have a coaching reputation. So, but Danny no. Manning was a head coach at one point. He was a head coach, but they don't. Anybody <laughs> who knows Danny Manning, it's because of what he did on the court. They're not talking about accolades on the sideline, okay? But that's the whole coaching staff. I just wanted to make sure, you know, that we kind of put that out there. Yeah, well, well, we understand that none of these dudes have achieved anything much as a coach, okay? We, we understand that. But the one thing that they were supposed to be able to do was utilize all of that branding to get players. But you have to be willing to play the game because well, you, without you know the bag, what, they're out, not coming. Out. Rashawn, though, you had the, the IARP. You had the FBI scandal. You had the There NCAA were literally scandals. two top five transfers that did not come to Louisville last year because they refused to give them the bag. I don't want to hear about clouds. I don't want to hear about no. They didn't want to pay the players. We are in an age of pay for play. When have we been in an age of pay for play? True, but now it's legal. <laughs> That's fair, but now it's legal. And Louisville didn't want to play the game. Kenny Payne wanted to sound like an old man. Oh, I don't want to pay the players. I want re- Kenny Bruh, look, come out. See, no. See, what you felt to understand was once we got out of the cloud, and, 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 and plus Kenny got here late, you know, it took him all to find his staff, so you, you can't blame last year. Look, 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 listen, listen. No, 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 he didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't get here late. He wasn't behind everybody. Rashawn Myers hates black people. <laughs> that none of these things are true. All the people that used all them stupid excuses. It's because he's dark skinned, isn't it? But you know what? And this is the thing, people. Look. Both things can be true. Kenny royally screwed it up last year. Oh, he did. But guess what? He can still be successful next year. All he's got to do is learn from his mistakes, and so far he's done that in spectacular fashion. Three five-star kids in five days is amazing. As I've said, right now as it's currently constituted, this freshman group is the best foursome of freshmen that Louisville's had since Denny Crum was on the sidelines. In the 80s, in the heyday of Louisville basketball. That's If you can't get excited about that, like – I don't know what you're doing. You got to check your pulse. So you have plenty to get excited about. But it's okay to be critical when it's necessary. When you're trying to find flaws on a supermodel, then you have a problem. Let me tell you something. Kenny Payne was not a supermodel last year, (laughs) y'all. Like, the flaws were all there sitting out for everybody to see. So for you to comment on them just makes you a person with eyeballs. Well, you know, maybe he is a supermodel, but maybe just puts makeup on. (laughs) Because I have seen several supermodels in person without makeup. But let me tell you something. That's fair. Makeup and lighting (laughs) make a world of difference. 
But I mean, you know, but I, I say all this, it's okay to be critical because he earned every bit of criticism he got last year. He earned it. Okay, we had to go looking for it. We had to be haters. First of all, he told us the team was going to be bad. Yeah. He I told know. us that they were going to struggle. And this group of and this group of players that got Mac fired or made oh no, take that back. They made Mac well, hold quit. On. Uh, let, let, let's let's see now. We got we got a call coming in. Uh call, are you with us? You know I am. Uh-oh. Top of the morning, Sean and Haven. Hey, what's going on, Wayne? How you doing? Oh man, I'm I'm good as always, man. Come hell or high water, I'm good. I love it. I love it, brother. <laughs> hey, we, you know, we we going at it this morning. I'm having to set some some things straight, Wayne, this morning. I, you know, I'm I'm excited about the players, but I'm not gonna hear all this rewriting history. I don't like revisionist history, Wayne. It gets on my nerves. I know it does. But before we get started, you know, I got to ask you one question. Yes, sir. How's that DP? The D, the, the, what, the D, what's the D? What's the D? No, how is that DP? DP. What is it? What's the DP? BP. You know what BP is? BP. Blood pressure. Of course. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were. I was like, hold on. I was like, that's a gas station. <laughs> I know. No, I'm good, man. You know, but you know what, Wayne? My blood pressure has been a little high this week because the 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 uh, the amount of people that have just about thrown, torn their shoulder out trying to pat themselves on the back for saying that everything we told you so, Kenny Payne people. See, everything is great, right? All y'all just, you know, all that has gotten on my nerves. I can't lie to you, Wayne. It's gotten on my nerves this week. It's it's a little bit much. It's a little it's a, it's a little much. And you know, while I want to you know celebrate and be happy, I'm not gonna hear like everything was okay last year because Kenny Payne got some players, which is what he's supposed to do anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> now I, I I got to you know I got to throw a man in. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And I look at it. I look at it the same way you do realistically. Now there were some constraints. Now and and first of all, finally getting the the notific- notification from the IARP. It wasn't just the NIL. That IARP. They there was still a lot of negative recruiting going on. Those guys wanted to play in the turf. They didn't know. Even if you gave them a boatload of money, if they could, they, they were mainly concerned about playing in the hey, tournament. Hey, Wayne, let me tell you something. <laughs> Wayne, let me tell you huh? something. Malachi Smith, who went to Gonzaga, who's at Gonzaga right now, Malachi Smith would have right. been on Louisville's roster if Louisville would have gave him the bag. I'm, I, I know that for a fact. Literally. Well, you, 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 might, you might have some inside information, but from what I see, all of the, the, the guys, they, they, they really wanted them. And the and the and the, and the uh, NIL may have played a part, but I still say, if they had cleared that slate, as, as opposed to dragging it on like this, they could have had a lot of players, and then the whole package would have come together. But that's 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 not the issue. But I will say this: all the guys they didn't get, and I'm a hater. I don't care if they. I hope they don't win nothing. <laughs> that's me. They don't. I don't care if they win nothing. Yeah. That's just me. But I'm I'm glad they got the home. It was a great influx of talent. I'm pleased and happy. Now they got it, like you said, and I, I'm I'm with that. They got to get the grown men in. Yes. They got the base, yes. and you got to you got to fill, fill it out. Yes. And you you get the you get the grown men in. That's a nice representation. And who knows? You you, you never know what they might do, and, and where they may go. And I was also pleased with the results of the tournament. 
First of all, I'm going to start with the Virginia. Okay. And all of the haters talked about Furman. What did Furman do? Yeah. They, they didn't beat us. Yeah. What did they do? Yeah, they were. They, they went on and kicked Virginia into my hand. And then Arizona. See, now look at Arizona. Mm-mm. They deserve to lose. I they can't believe they lost this. that game. I cannot believe they lost that game. I thought the game was over with. Why? I, like, I but just – I don't know. But why can't you believe they they, they, they they lost? They choked it. They choked away. They just choked. They choked. That, that's true, but they didn't deserve to win. And and you look at it. See, when when, when, when those teams like that, they have nothing to lose. They're yeah. going to give you everything they've got. And you've got to match that intensity. That they, they didn't do that. So I'm looking at it they're going down. So I, I, I didn't, that didn't really that didn't really shock me. And then Purdue loses, that didn't shock me either. And I'll tell you why. IU beat them twice in Purdue and in IU. They didn't deserve to win. Yeah. They did not deserve so subsequently they got the lot, they got the L. So they they, they like like Denny Kramers would say, you get what you earn. We're not really worried about what the other thing you got to be worried about what you do and do what you do to the best of your ability. And if you don't do that and you play those lesser things, they're going to beat you. Well, and I think that kind of goes that, that, that kind of goes back. Like watching these teams is once again just kind of reinforces, um, you know, my, my assertion with Louisville moving forward. Like like people that look at this situation, like because Louisville is getting some some players with notoriety, that everything all is good, and that Louisville is just going to magically turn it around. Like, look at this tournament. Once again, just reminds you that it's not necessarily about which team has the better players. It's the teams that come out that have a plan, that play hard, and have heart. You know? If exactly. You, if you don't have that, then you're not going to be successful anyway. You know? So That's the, exactly the, the right. talent is just a piece of the puzzle. With that talent, right. you have to have preparation. You got to have skill. And you just got to want it more. Like, I felt like the kids exactly. from Fairleigh Dickinson just wanted it more than Purdue. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And then, like I told a buddy of mine last night, he was man. He 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 said, "Man, I done burnt my bracket." I said, "Well, you, you should know you you got to look for some upset, <laughs> and you got to look at look look at look at the trends. Look at look look at the way the teams play down the stretch, and that'll give you your indication. And then you can you can make a wise bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can. Like I told him, I said, all those five stars don't mean anything, and and I still say it. A group of five stars don't give you nothing. And I always go back to the five, 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 a group of five stars. But what did they win? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like, my, like we were talking about, on any given, or like I say, on any given Sunday, anybody can and will get beat. Absolutely. Facts. But like, like as far as Louisville goes, that's a good start. I'm with you all the way, Doc. You know that. They got to have some grown men. They need to they get some adults they in there. They got to blend like, the roster. Yeah, yeah. Huh? They need to get some adults they in gotta there. They got to do that. Yeah. And and when they do that, and, and they will, it's, it's still more people out there that they're going to get oh, yeah. to round out the roster. And once that's, once that's done, then they're going to start rolling. And, and and I told my buddy, I said, payback is a you-know-what. And that's what's going to happen. All these things, they, they, you, they took their lumps. But like I told, like I told a guy the other day, you got to die before you can live again. Louisville died last this year, and they will live again. And 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 one other thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you before I let you and Haven go, Doc. Yes, sir. It's all good. It's gonna get better. I'm not throwing in the towel. 
I never have because that's where I went to school at. There Can't do it. But go. they're going to do what they need to do. They're going to get the people they need to have, which I said, which I, I even said it to you all along. I said, this is not his team. For one thing, the, the group of players that, that they had, they didn't really have a strong uh, basketball IQ. Let's, let's be honest. Because they did not listen. You keep, you keep telling somebody the same thing over and over and over. It's, it, it's got to sink in. If it's not, I'm sorry. I mean, I, you know, but, you but, I mean part of that's on the coach, Wayne. If you still don't know what you need to do and you're 32 games into it, I mean – I, I understand that, but, like, the defense still looks so bad. Like, there's no – the defense, that's on the coach. If your defense is that right. bad, game 32, 34, as it was game one, that's a coaching issue. Like, talent – offensive talent, it can be about the you just don't have players necessarily good enough to put the ball in the hole. But the one thing that you, is non-negotiable, you should be able to have a team that can play competent defense. And that defense exactly. was pitiful. You know, that, that exactly. was pitiful. That, that, that was pitiful. Exactly. See, there's no excuse to, 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 to not play defense. Defense is a state of man. Yes. You got to want to do it. Yes. And when you don't want to do it, that's on the player. It's on the coach and the person. But you give them the plan, you got to execute it. Absolutely. It's, it's not, you and I, back in the day, we could play. It's like, like, like Slick used to say when he, when he was the coach, and, and I don't care who the player was, the first thing he asked, he said, son, can you play defense? Can you guard in there? I don't care about how much you score. As long as I am, I can, I can score. Oh, yeah. Rick Patino wouldn't get off the court. I mean, I remember, what, Nate Daniels? That, that, that kid came right. in with a reputation of, as a shooter. That boy couldn't get off the bench because Rick said, you can't play D. If you can't play D, you can't get off my bench. <laughs> and exactly. he, let, he let Nate sit there the whole year. <laughs> exactly. And that's what you got to do. It's like when I played baseball for my father. I had the ability, but I, I really wasn't interested in the baseball. I could play it, yeah. And then, and then, and I, I got to say this quick story. I'm gonna let you go. Mm-hmm. When I decided to play, I was pretty good. And I know you know Ronnie King. Ronnie King was a hell of a pitcher. Yeah. And I remember when I knocked him out of Duffy. Many still laugh about that today. Knocked him clean out of the park. <laughs> and we still laugh about that today. But and one other thing, I'm looking forward to football coming up. Oh yeah, yeah. It's gonna be good. Uh, it's gonna be good. Every Saturday practice is going to be open, Wayne. So I know everybody's going to be excited be about that. Oh yeah, definitely. Absolutely. It's going to be packed. But no, I appreciate Absolutely. the call, Wayne. I know we, 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 we over the top, so I'm going to go ahead and hit this and, and keep it okay. moving. I appreciate the call, brother. Haven, y'all have a good day. And at the end of the day, we say go cards. There we go. Thanks, there we guys. Go. Thanks, Wayne. There we go. Wayne, Wayne checking in, and that is a, a perfect spot to, to, to get off. If you want to get in, I'm reading texts the rest of the show. That's all we're going to have time for because we got a bunch of texts coming in. Everybody mad at me, and that's fine. It's, y'all going to be mad at me. I'm just keeping it real. Y'all know that I'm all, the one thing I'm always going to do is I'm going to be honest and I'm going to keep it real. So, if, 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 you know, sometimes the truth hurts. But we got to be honest with each other. We family. So, you know, that's what we do. But, hey, you'll listen to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, we'll be back on the Big X. Break it, Yo, Mac, I don't even understand how they didn't understand you and that Mary Joy. Yeah, I Kick know, that man. old robotic, futuristic George Jetson. Yeah, crazy well, Joy. Just like Uniblab, robotic kick and flab. A flavor bit of batter, chitter chatter, madder than the mad hat. I met your body on my fatter. I got the data to turn your body into animal. And just like a piece of sizzling, you'll fit inside my stomach with the eggs and grits between. Take them down, Mac.
king is what I mean. I mean, my man, get a cup and put some change inside your hand. Hold up. Let's make this official. And welcome back. Welcome back to Wake Up 502. It's going down. We got about 25 minutes left in the show. As we talked about, uh, it's going to be a preempted show. We got Indiana High School basketball coming up around uh, 1040. Uh, so uh, we're taking your uh, texts and calls on there. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right back on the uh, uh, 502 uh, uh call-in line. Uh, what's going on? Jay has this morning. Jay, what you doing this morning, brother? Man, I'm doing fine, sir. How you doing, Superman? Man, I'm doing all right, man. You know what I'm saying? It's going down on Saturday morning. Basking in man, the glow of the NCAA tournament, brother. Man, it's been good, man. I'm a, a little tear truck every now and then. You know, you're, you're a tear truck every now and then. You're liking a Cinderella team. <laughs> yeah, I was tear jerking last night. Dag on Purdue messed up my bracket. That's okay. We know you bipolar. Oh, that was on my nerves. Rashawn, look at, real, real, real quick. I know you dance around it and talk about it half the, you know, half the, half the morning. I want to understand something real quick. Uh, you, of course, this is a young man's game right now in recruiting. Yes, sir. Uh, Kenny Payne and Nolan Smith, you know, Got you got three five star dollar Americans now, and but the question still stands out there: Can Kenny coach it? It's coachable. I mean, well, that's that that's that's the whole you know that's going to be the whole thing, Jay. Right? Is that you know you got you got some players in here. You're not done yet. The roster still needs to be completed. You still need to get some guards in here because you still right now only got one guard on the roster. We don't know what Ellis is going to do. So you still got to finish out the roster. And, you know, I think that's going to be the whole thing is can he prepare a team to play? And I, and I think you go, you're go you watching these teams out here. Like, don't, under, don't get it twisted, man. Like, these teams that are out here playing in the NCAA tournament are well coached. It's not about all these teams got the greatest talent in the world. You think these, these little teams that are upset Furman you know, fairly Dickinson. You think these teams got more talent than the teams they're beating? No. They're well coached. They play hard. They have a plan. Like, that's why they win. That's basketball. So, you know, yeah. I think that that's going to be the question for Kenny is, you know, first job is you got the talent. Great. That is awesome. That's a great start. Now you have to coach those kids, give them a scheme that they understand, that they can execute, and you got to make them boys play hard. And that's going to be the question, right? Like, so we, we got to see what's going to happen. I don't know. I mean, that, that, that's going to be the question mark, man. Do you remember the kid I was telling you about from Chicago was, 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 was tough at the point guard? Yes. Mm-hmm. Remember, that's Clark. I was telling you about I I didn't know his name. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scott Clark. You know, I mean, yeah, I, he, he's had an association with Kenny Payne for a long time. He was recruited by Kenny while he was at UK. Um, you know, they kept that, you know, they, they thought about Sky maybe coming before this past year, in my personal opinion, if Louisville would have had the NIL, right? Sky would have been here last year, but I digress. That did not happen. Well, you know, but he's here you now. Know, Kenny, That's all that matters. Kenny, well, you know, Kenny opened up that floodgate. That they opened up, they opened up that, that pink purse now, so it's all good. Yeah, but I'm yeah, gonna tell you, yeah we good now. I'm going to tell you who's been really, really recruiting as you've been checking him out on tweet. Donovan Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Donovan's doing a lot of tweets. Donovan Mitchell and Peyton Seaver. I didn't see them two on my timeline talking about Louisville recruiting more than anything. But that's good stuff, though. You know what I'm saying? Like getting them dudes out there talking about it. Yeah, yeah, you you love that. That Haven Harrington. Yeah, Haven Harrington's in the building this morning. Man, I'm going to give you a salute, my brother. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, sir. I got one more question, man. And I, I haven't had to, my, my heart's hurting as always. Um, this is a Lamar Jackson thing. 
and uh, I'm so I'm so frustrated by this whole uh, Baltimore Ravens franchise. Hey, it's the old it's the old Cleveland Browns. They a cheap organization. Don't want to pay on offense, but they pay on defense. They did this young man totally wrong. They I, left him out there in the wilderness by himself. I mean, but this is par for the course for the old Browns slash Ravens. I mean, that's why Jim Brown, the greatest running back of all time, walked away because he wouldn't pay him. And he threatened him like, ha, what else he going to do? He was like, anything but this. And, and literally just left. And they, haven't, and they haven't been good since. I said this, and I think I told to Rashawn this other night. I said, man, if, if, if San Francisco signs this young man, they're going to win the NFL. They're going to win the National Football League. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, Stephen A. Smith said something about that, like that similar earlier this week. He was like, yeah, if they if they can get the 49ers, if, the, if somehow, some kind of way, the 49ers can get their hands on Lamar Jackson, they're going to win. He said, not only will they win one title, they might win multiple championships. <laughs> well, you know, at the end of the day, this is all about the owners yes. trying not to have any guaranteed contracts in the NFL. Yeah. That, that's that's uh-huh. all it's about. It's just about the owners. They don't, you know, the guys are mad at Cleveland for giving uh, my man. Deshaun Watson. Getting Deshaun Watson off of rape charges, you know, giving him a, a guaranteed contract. And owners uh-huh. like, no, nah, man, we're not doing that. So I don't care what uh-huh. we got to do. I don't care how much these teams need a quarterback because there's a whole lot of teams out there that that, that needs a quarterback and they're gonna do everything they can not to sign my man or even talk to Lamar because they just I mean yeah if if it's the group didn't get together and agree to not talk to him (laughs) then just magically no one wants to talk to Lamar Jackson that would be kind of that's a little little fishy. (laughs) Well, even we're gonna I'm gonna tell you and Rashawn now that. we're going to have another fun level of a great event. There we go. We're going to have, and we're going to have, I, I tell you guys after the show, when I talk to you guys, tell you the location and the time, man, we're going to have a great time once again. There we go. Thunder Oval Oval's coming, man. You got got the Louisville spring game, football game the day before. You're going to have Thunder Louisville, uh, Thunder Oval Louisville that Saturday. I cannot wait. This derby time is officially kicked off when Thunder Oval Louisville gets here. So I cannot wait. That's, that's when we shine the brightest, fellas. You know, that's what we do. Hey, man, Rashawn, it's always a pleasure, my brother. I appreciate and, uh, it, Jay. And, uh, hey, man, you guys keep up the good work. It's always 961 is one of the best sports shows in the community and across the country. I don't care what nobody says. It's coming. You know, no matter what you say. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it, Jay. May have a good Thanks, morning, Jay. brother. Yes, sir. Right, yes, sir. Now. Lay down, fella. Yes, sir. You know what? Speaking of <laughs> NFL talk. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out before you get into it. I know where you're going with that. Just pause. I want to get these nice. These nice folks was nice enough to get these tweets in. So before I start yelling, I know where you're going. Let me get my these last 502-414-1450 Thor's text lines. These nice people text in. So I want to make sure to get them in, even if they're talking bad about me. Uh, first texter says, I laugh at the KP extremists, but uh, there are also talking heads using the heightened suggestibility from get get out approach. <laughs> so I mean, look, facts. Everybody's trying to. It's there was definitely a lot of, um, you know, everybody kind of getting into their own little factions and 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 groups. But I, I mean, a lot of that separatist stuff, man. I, to me personally. Um, came from like I think most people were in the middle like where they were frustrated and upset by the season but I don't think 
You know, like the, the people that were just attacking folks for being upset, like I think that was the only group that was trying to like isolate and, and trying to make, you know, oh, well, if you aren't like me, that's just all in, then you're not a Louisville fan. Like, I think those are like the only people that were trying to create separation. Like, I don't feel like anybody else is really doing that. You know, like I, I just I feel like, you, you, you know, it's your team. Everybody is, is, has the right to be a Louisville fan, and you have a right to be mad if your team has the worst season ever outside of California who just happened to play, be playing the same year as Louisville, and they actually end up with a worse record than Louisville. <laughs> Louisville had four wins. California only had three wins. So you had literally the worst two power six teams ever in the same season. But, you know, I think you have the right to be upset about that. You know, I mean, that's okay. You know, it's all right. Texter also says, Myers, uh, you really dislike KP. Get over it. He's doing his thing now. No, he's doing what he's supposed to do. Kenny was came in with the reputation of a recruiter. Okay, let's not forget it. Before you all decided to shift the goalposts and try to act like Kenny wasn't going to get any players until 2024, what did everybody say when Kenny got the job, Haven? Oh, it's going to be an overhaul from the jump. We're going to have four or five-star book it, four or five-star players as soon as Kenny gets the job. That was the, that was the talk at first, right? Like, that literally was the talk. Facts. That was that the complete roster overhaul, five stars everywhere. We're bringing in Amani Bates. We're bringing in Sky Clark. We're bringing in the top transfers. We're bringing in everybody. Like, that was the whole conversation. Like I said, it was never supposed to be a slow two and three years for Kenny Payne to get players in. That was the goalpost that you all slid once Kenny started swinging and missing on everybody. Okay? So, yes, he's doing his job. I give him credit for that, but this is literally what he was supposed to be doing. So I can give credit for it, but let's not act like this wasn't who he was supposed to be from the get-go. Okay? That's, That's all I'm saying. It's like he's doing what he was supposed to be doing. Uh, next, uh, Texter says, um, uh, he says, uh, good, uh, he says, <laughs> did you see the movie uh, Glory Road with uh, UK uh, when he took on the brothers from UTEP uh, and see what happened? Uh, that was it. Uh, he said that that was <laughs> he said that was last night's game with Purdue and Fairleigh Dickinson. The brothers was just faster, <laughs> stronger, uh, and, and more athletic than our non-melanin friends. <laughs> so they just replayed Gore and Glory Road. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, Texter also says, also, good morning, Wake Up 502. Uh, main event, KP's culture. Good recruiting news, but I don't know about KP coaching due to uh, out-of-position players where and how everyone watched L do everything. So KP is on the hot seat, not with recruiting, but with coaching. Says, this is Dre. You all are going to have a Wake Up 502 Thunder over Louisville party. If so, let a, let a brother know. Yeah, Dre, we will definitely let you know on that and definitely appreciate the text in this morning. And, I mean, and like I said, that's the assignment, man. Like, it was expected that Kenny was going to go out and get players, but just because you get players, like I said, with this NCAA tournament is exactly the case in point. Trust me, Louisville basketball has never had the most talent. They've never had the best talent. What Louisville basketball has built their brand on and built their success on is finding a way to have better coaching and have players with heart, grit, and hustle. 
That's what they've used to win. It was never about five-star players. It was never about having a bunch of NBA players. It was about having a great coach and players that had desire and a willingness to sacrifice to win for the team. That's what it's always been built on, and that's always been the reason why I, I love the, you know, we everybody loves to be able to see a dude that has a bunch of stars and has a hype and accolades and be able to talk about them. But at the end of the day, I've seen more players than not with those types of guys lose. Okay? So that's never been a prerequisite. So while I I have I have been a guy like I've been literally doing recruiting for 20 years, y'all. Like AAU, traveling, interviews, everything. Like, so I have a different perspective on recruiting. And while, yes, this is something to be celebrated, Louisville hasn't gotten a victory yet. Louisville hasn't earned a win yet. This is a great start, and it's awesome to start with the most talented players possible. But this is just the start of the journey. This isn't the completion. People trying to celebrate like, oh, all is well and everything is fine and good. Just getting players is just the, the tip of the iceberg. You got to have guys that fit together, that work together, that are willing to sacrifice for the team, and that will come out and play hard and do what it takes to be successful. And that's what needs to happen. So, will that happen? I don't know, but that's going to be the next step. So, let's just let's just chill out. Let's just take a break. Let's just pump the brakes and we'll see what happens. But I am very, very excited about the start. Don't get it wrong. Like, I'm very excited about all these guys. I can't wait to see what Trenton Flowers looks like. I can't wait to see what Sky Clark can bring. I want to see what Dennis Evans looks like. I mean, he, I think he's the tallest player in the history of the program, you know? He's got a 7-7 wingspan, Haven. 7-1 with a 7-7 wingspan. That means that dude's seven reach, a standing reach, is darn near 10 foot. He can just about jump without dunk without jumping. <laughs> like, that is a tall, long guy. But we got to see how these guys work, you know, because if not, look at Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway, year after year, gets all these players and gets all these kids coming in. He's got a bunch more kids coming in next year. Guess what happened to Kenny, uh, Penny Hardaway, Haven, yesterday? Bounced. Lost to Florida Atlantic. So while it, we have the right to get excited, this is, this is just a step, y'all. And I want to see it happen, and I want to see Louisville succeed, but it's going to take time, and it's going to take patience. All right, those are the texts I have so far. If you all want to get any text in before in this last little 10 minutes of the show, you can. But, Haven Harrington, you had a question for me. I will now face the fire. We got five minutes. We got 10 minutes. We got 10 minutes. We got 10 minutes. 1035, yes. So, we was talking about the NFL before we went down this Kenny Payne rabbit hole. Yes. So, let's go back, revisit the NFL, and one (sighs) – Oakland Raiders and your acquisition of Jimmy G to replace Derek Carr. One injury-prone quarterback for another injury-prone quarterback. My Oakland slash Los Angeles slash Las Vegas Raiders was so proud in the fact that they tweeted out that they had no interest in talking to Lamar Jackson. We are not interested in Lamar Jackson We don't need Lamar Jackson. We're going in a different direction. Some people talked about them going out and drafting Anthony Richardson, which would be literally. The poor man's Lamar Jackson. Be not even that. He'd be the broke crackhead version of Lamar Jackson. He's not that bad. He can't pass the football, Haven. I mean. Literally, all like they keep talking about the fact that Anthony Richardson is this great talent. 
I this mean, athletic talent. This but is they're a, trying to talk about everything besides passing the football. I mean, this is the same franchise that did, you know, draft Jamarcus Russell. Oh, yeah, I know. So, like, I believe that there was smoke behind the fact that the Raiders may want to be the ones to, to, to draft him, too. Oh, but smoke. they go through all this hubbub and try to be one of those teams to stand up and proudly say they don't want to talk to Lamar Jackson. Then they go out and trade for Jimmy. I can't play more than eight games Garoppolo. Are you kidding me? Replacing your quarterback that couldn't play more than eight games Derek Replacing, Carr. Replacing <laughs> I can't play more than ten games Derek Carr. <laughs> like – are you kidding me? They traded away my tight end for like a third-round pick to the, the New York Giants. They go bring in Jimmy G. They had already traded away Khalil Mack several years ago. They brought in Chucky, and he burned, just got rid of everybody. And used, Mike Mayock drafted all these goofy third and fourth round picks in the first round because he thought he was smarter than everybody else. I have a question for y'all. Just for everybody out there, I know we only got about a seven, eight minutes left, but you can text in. At what point, as an NFL fan, is it okay to go ahead and end your relationship with your longtime football team? Because I am tired of the Las Vegas slash Oakland slash Los Angeles. I'm tired of them. I want a new team. I can't do it no more. I'm just, I, I can't do it, Haven. Is it okay if I change? I'm Mark Davis has just killed my love for the Raiders. He ain't Al. Al wasn't the greatest. Al was a little crazy. He would draft sprinters in the third, second and third round and try to turn them into wide receivers. But Al still had swag. Like, Mark Davis is just like a little nerd. A little pudgy nerd sitting Heck. up there in his box eating pudding. In his, in his jogging suit. Oh. I'm, I'm my – I'm I'm about done. But well, the Cowboys got rid of Ezekiel. Elliott. I mean, is is it okay for me to to get rid of my my team? Can no. I can I trade? I can't trade teams. No, this is the NFL. This is this is not the NBA. <laughs> nobody in NFL switches. Nobody no in the NFL switches teams regardless <laughs> of how bad they are, who they draft, who they trade. I mean, just as I mean, NBA. Yes, you follow a player. LeBron goes to Miami. That's my favorite team. LeBron goes to Cleveland. That's my favorite team. NFL, no, you ride or die with the team. I don't want to. I, I, like, I love. You have Lions fans right now riding down with the Lions, thinking this is going to be the year. That's true. And it has been the year since 1934. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and uh, coincidentally, uh, the Lions seem to be the team that may have the most uh, smoke behind wanting to go ahead and acquire Lamar Jackson. They had really? like the number one offense in the NFL last year with. Uh, What's the guy, the, the the quarterback that was at the uh, the Rams? Um, oh, I can't think of the kid's name. But he was like extra average, yeah. And the Lions, I, I've heard that the Lions are one. I think they're like the Vegas favorites. If if he's not with the Ravens, that the Lions are the the the, the betting favorite for Lamar Jackson to end up. Well, there are some rumblings that some teams actually are are going to try to reach out to Lamar. You know, I don't think they're offering him like the two hundred thirty, two hundred forty million dollars guarantee, but I. Well, I, believe, I, I believe there's some teams that are like – And that, and that's, that has been yeah. a lie. Like, people have said that, that Lamar Jackson close. wanted a fully guaranteed $250 million contract. The biggest fully guaranteed deal the Ravens ever offered Lamar was $133 million. Kyler Murray had $180 million guaranteed. 
And the Ravens came in $47 million below his guarantee mark. Like, that's why Lamar has a problem. He didn't want it fully guaranteed, but he damn sure wanted more than Kyler Murray. At least, and they gave Kyler Murray some weapons. I mean, at least yeah. they, gave, they gave him the bag and some weapons. I mean, like, you give me, I mean, I can't even get the bag. They gave Lamar extra running backs. <laughs> Yay, just what we need in 2023. Right. More running backs. Let's bring in more running backs. Yeah, Lamar this- needs a wide receiver. There's another running back we can get in the third round. We get you a safety. Yay, you get me a safety. I mean, exactly. <laughs> Oh, yeah. hey, hey, great point, Kevin, by the way. He texted into the Thornton's text line. He said, and your boy, uh, uh, with all the talent, Cal lost to St. Peter's last year with all that talent. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's just another example. Takes more than just talent to win, people. But, no, but, I mean, I, I, I just, I'm tired. I'm t- the Raiders have worn me out. They, 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 have, they have done everything they could to just, you know, usher away my, you know, the fact that you're just so proud of yourself, patting yourself on the back. And I, in my personal opinion, yes, absolutely, the NFL teams are colluding. They got there in the back room and said, all right, y'all, look, if we don't want to start this trend of having fully guaranteed deals, none of you are for this to work. Here's the, the, the terms that the Ravens are going to go with. One of you all can offer him this offer sheet, and then the Ravens can sign him back. None of you all are actually going to get him, and none of you all are going to give him a, a higher guarantee than what we all agree upon. And if you don't do that, it's going to spell the end of non-guaranteed deals, and all these guys are going to want guaranteed deals. And that's what they're doing. They're trying to utilize Lamar to send a message and to set a standard. And it's unfortunate for him because he's better than that, and he deserves better than that. But they don't want to get a situation to where Lamar gets a fully guaranteed deal, and now you got uh, Joe Burrow coming up. And we know Joe Burrow is going to get the biggest of bags from Cincinnati. We understand that that's going to happen. So if Lamar starts the trend of getting these fully guaranteed deals, every quarterback is going to want a fully guaranteed deal. So, I mean, I understand why the NFL is doing it, but Lamar is not the one that you should be playing games with. He's done too much in this league. He's earned an MVP, but that's also why it makes him the perfect guy to send a message with because there's not another quarterback that can say, I was one of two unanimous MVPs ever. So if the unanimous MVP at 26 years old can't get a fully guaranteed deal, literally nobody else can ever ask for one, and that's what the NFL is banking on. Like, I know why they're doing it. They're protecting their own pocketbook, but for Lamar – it's just it's criminal. They're doing him wrong, man. They're doing him dead wrong. It's frustrating. It's annoying. Um, but we'll just have to see how it plays out. But Lamar doesn't seem to be having – like, I see him living his best life. He has his little red boots on, dancing in, you know, dancing in videos and going out uh, and, and having a good old time. It doesn't, like, everybody else seems much more bothered about Lamar Jackson's situation than Lamar himself. He seems like he's living his best life, and I love it, you know. Like, he's not getting frustrated about it. He's just allowing everybody else to do it. And, you know, hey, I, I, I can't hate on him. You know? That is what it is. But I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of offensive linemen that have gotten big checks so far. The Cowboys got rid of Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. You know, so people making moves. I Honestly, I, I believe there is a team out there that's going to be like, Bump that. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to take this run. All it takes is one owner. You know, uh, all it takes is one owner, man. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, it, it only when takes. When a guy like the Lions, like, I'm tired of losing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if the 49ers look at that roster, they're like, dude, we can win. Right now. But, hey, Harrington, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. We're preempted by high school basketball. I appreciate you this morning, my brother. I appreciate all the callers, texters. It was a short show, but it was a robust show. That's what we're going for here on Wake Up 502. This is Rashawn Myers for Haven Harrington. We out.